Here we go with episode 10 of the So So Show. Can you believe, Zoe Hansen, that we've made it into double figures? I mean, nobody would have ever guessed it. (laughs) People still listen to this. Wow. Do you know what? I've just been amazed at the response. If you are listening, please get in touch. Just tell us what you think was good and what you think was bad, if if you really are inclined. And we'd also love it if you've got a Zoe story as well, because you know I always take the mickey about how everyone has a Zoe story. Well, it was actually proved this week when we went for coffee and a random fella came up to us with a Zoe story. But we'll talk more about that a little bit later on. It just sounds wrong already. It does. But we'll talk more about that a little bit later. Okay. So how was your week? Have you been to a pub yet? Is that a silly question? Right, okay. Super Saturday when all the pubs were reopening, right? I thought, do you know what? There is no way that I am going near them. Mainly because I went onto their booking system and they were fully booked. (laughs) So I booked for lunch on the Sunday. So we went down to the Two Brothers pub in Townhill Park. I've got to say I was pleasantly surprised. I was sort of expecting sort of half chaos. Um, But there were queue markers and only one person allowed from your group at the bar. So we had some lunch and then there were all sorts of like new rules that you've got to get used to. So um, once you've finished your meal, they won't come and collect your plates because that means leaning over people and, and too close contact. So there is another table, there is a spare table where you go and deliver your plates to um, and they will collect them from there. Isn't that a great idea? It is. It's really, really clever. It, it did make me laugh though. So I was talking to the landlady down at the Two Brothers and I said, said to her how was yesterday reopening super saturday and she said oh yeah it was all right actually she said it was good and um it got a bit fraught a bit later on and i said oh what time was that and i was expecting her to say sort of 10 o'clock she was like six o'clock oh right (laughs) (laughs) but it was all good so the pubs have been open for a week-ish. I've been to two pubs now, or two restaurants. I've also been to Banana Wharf in Hamble, and I've got to tell you about this. Yeah. You will love this, because you're a foodie, aren't you? They do a crab and chilli linguine. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. This is my new favourite dish. I can't stop thinking about it. And Yannick and Lou were so welcoming, because whenever you turn up at a place, like even if you turn up at a shop, or whether it be a restaurant or a theme park or whatever. Everything's a bit different now, aren't they? Mm. But Yannick and Lou just absolutely tell you exactly what to do. And I mean, they're not sort of ordering you around. Sit there, you know. <laughs> but but they just sort of know that nobody really knows what they're doing and everybody's sort of feeling their way. So, yeah, two very, very good meals out this week. Everyone is being very careful to instruct you on what to do. I had a drink Tuesday afternoon with a mate of mine who runs a marquee company. We went to the Compass Inn yep. just out by Cadnam and there's a doorbell that you ring when you arrive. Someone will come out and greet you. Oh, it's not like a special knock. <laughs> and then they'll talk you through the process. Sanitise your hands, fill in your name and address here, go and grab one of those tables, limited menu there. It was really, really good to see people are completely on top of the procedure, which of course we need to be if we're going to successfully navigate our way through this period. And alcohol sort of plays a part in all of this. I'm thinking that I'm I'm not encouraging drinking, but look, if you're sanitising your hands, that hand wash has got alcohol in it. So if you drink more beer, then surely you are a bit more protected, right? That's not how it works. (laughs) Unless you 
spill vodka on your hands regularly. That's not how it works. I did have my first experience in public transport this week. I got on a train up to London right. and it's the first time I've used a train since lockdown. It's the first time I've ever been able to pull into Airport Parkway multi-storey and find a space just like that. <laughs> I had the coach to myself all the way up to London, which was nice, but the face masks... Okay. If you're on a train for an hour and a half, yeah. the face mask is a real challenge. Yeah. But you feel you can't take it off because if someone happens to walk through the carriage and they see you without it, yeah. you're going to be judged. Yes. So I sat there with the face mask on the whole way up to London. Well, well done you. I, I was listening to something uh, earlier today and they said they're trying to make it so that you will wear a face mask like you would wear a seatbelt. Hmm. So you would automatically, as soon as you get in the car, you put your seatbelt on. So they're saying as soon as you go into a sort of confined space or an indoor space, then you will put your face mask on. Hmm. I think that's quite a good rule to have. You know, you sort of feel like you're protecting everybody else a little bit more and I wonder if it would be less irritating long term if I didn't have the lockdown stubble going <laughs> maybe that made it a little bit worse is it like velcro oh, it was just really <laughs> sticky and sweaty by the end of it so I'm wondering whether or not maybe when I have to make my next train journey in a week or so I'll do it clean shaven just to see whether there's a difference over an hour and a half on the train I'm looking forward to the suntans that are going to happen this summer <laughs> with this sort of block of the bottom half of your face <laughs> I mean, at least it stops my nose getting burnt this year. Although you'll probably have the top half of it done and the bottom half of it will be fine. What face mask are you rocking? Oh, I went to Hidden Agenda in Botley and saw Mary Wheatley and she sold me three reusable fabric ones with the carbon filter. Right. But most of the people I saw were wearing the surgical ones. I've seen one with like the shark's mouth that they used to paint on the front of aeroplanes. I was desperate to try and find one of those. Right. But I just think walking on that bridge by the embankment when you get off at Waterloo with one of those on, I'm going to look really sinister. Yeah. Maybe I am better with just plain well, blue. Well, there is a company making face masks and they will print your face on it. No. It just looks like you. Oh, I need to get one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that good? Or you could like wear one like it's your dad and he's got a full beard. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to need to make a decision about the stubble before I get one of those made because <laughs> yeah. otherwise that will look really odd. I'll look like a human version of Guess Who. <laughs> we don't need that. On the subject of looking good, the Saints announced their new kit this week. It's available now to pre-order in time for the start of the season on the 15th of August. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. I rather liked it, actually. With the sash? With the sash, yeah, I did. I did. I mean, it does have a sash, so, so the home kit is red with a white sash across. Mm -hmm. The only thing about the sash is that it reminds me of somebody being crowned Miss World. <laughs> You mentioned that. I'm thinking Oreo Romeo being crowned Miss World. And that just doesn't sit right. Bless him. Maybe it's Mr. Universe rather than Miss World, right? But the kit looks good and there's a great deal of excitement surrounding the squad at the moment as well. They've been on fire recently, haven't they? Oh my gosh, that game against Man U was amazing, wasn't it? Mm. They were playing like a team who were struggling for survival rather than a team who were just quite happy to get through the end and uh, not lose. The curse of the Saints struck when they had that uh, free kick in the dying moments of the game and De Bruyne stepped up and I just thought, no, this is going to go the same way. Oh. That so many games have gone, but in the end, it didn't. Good. Don't panic. I should have had more faith. So um, since we started the podcast, we've had a regular fixture mm. every week for the last 10. Mm -hmm. Mexico on London Road in Southampton. 
our favourite takeaway. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Having featured them so much, we thought it's only good and proper that we should actually get them on it. So let's introduce you now for the next five minutes. We're chatting to Ian and Lynn from Mexico. And we'll let Lynn start by telling us a bit more about the history of Mexico. Well, Southampton opened about 10 years ago. Ian used to run a, a Mexican restaurant. Then we decided that what we'd like to try and do is something smaller, a bit more takeaway focused, that we could then roll out several different units. That was the, the original plan. But then we found for various reasons that it just didn't quite happen as we planned. So now we just concentrate on Southampton and making Southampton a success. So middle of March, all of a sudden everything starts shutting down. The city centre gets quiet what happened to you in lockdown well actually we loved it to be honest with you when we closed Bournemouth um, we'd been working so hard it was so stressful we came back here and we took over completely and we were working virtually seven days a week I mean I think we had a week off in a year and a half and so we were absolutely at the end we couldn't survive really without a break and then this came along and the government said you've got to close and we thought well okay then we'll, we'll close for us personally, uh, it's been fantastic because we've been able to recharge our batteries, we've been able to rebrand uh, the brand, redo the menu, bring everything back together again. And when we came back, when when, it, when we opened again, we were just staggered at how busy we were from the day one. We were absolutely taken aback. It was just flattering to be that busy. And I think all, all the work that we've previously done has paid off and we've had the break we've recharged our batteries and we come back and here we are do you think many other business owners will have done exactly the same as you reached that point in march where they were forced to stop and then maybe reconsidered what was going on with their lives and their work balance well i'm, I'm sure they have especially the small independent ones like ourselves i don't know about the chains or anything like that but i do feel for the restaurant industry because of, oh, it's going to be a nightmare for them coming back whereas we have thrived on takeaway and delivery we're only a small venue uh, when the seating comes in which is what Monday I think it is um, we'll be able to cope with that very very easily compared to a restaurant because a restaurant thrives on Thursday Friday Saturday being absolutely rammed to be able to pay and um, I, I, I do feel for them but at the same time I think they'll be able to really have a go at the landlords because the landlords and the government in some way have been quite ruthless over the last years and the only people really making the big money are the landlords and, and government. The rates was a big one. I mean, I know it's been cut for a year, which is fantastic for us. I mean, just icing on the cake would lower the VAT back down to, what, 15, 17.5%. I know it's not going to happen, but you, you just never know, do you? So you've been open for a couple of weeks now. Have you seen Southampton sort of spring back to life a little bit? No, I mean, there's a few people drifting back and forth and, and there's a few more cars going up and down the road. We haven't actually had a good look in down to Westkey and around that area and see what's happening down there. I've got no idea. We've just been nailed to the, the restaurant, to be honest with you. It is getting a little bit busier. I think businesses will start opening up again next week. So I think next week will be a, um, a change, a big change. It'll be a big change for us because, again, the restaurants are open. So although we've been incredibly busy over the last two weeks, I think it will die a little bit um, once, once everybody else opens everything like that. We're not expecting this, this type of uh, trade to carry on for this length of period. And what's your biggest seller then? Burritos, obviously. Probably the chipotle chicken and the shredded beef are the most popular ones. Then that is what we will have right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have been waiting for this for so long. Well, actually, our number one seller is, is Chipotle chicken, but it, it isn't my favourite. I mean, I mean, I do all the cooking here. I do all the dishes, the whole lot. And uh, But it's not my favourite. We do some really fantastic flavoured food, like chicken and chorizo and the beef and the pork. What's the one thing on the menu that you would eat all day, every day, if you had to? Uh, beef, shredded beef, all day long. I mean, I'm a... I'm a big herbivore. Or is it carnivore? I couldn't remember. Carnivore. So the shredded beef, you're, you're cooking that for a long time? Yes, five and a half hours. We cook 30 kilo all at once, and we get through about two lots of those a week. I'd, I'd say that's my personal number one. But then again, I drift back to chicken and chorizo every now and then and think, oh gosh, why did I move away from this? And then I'll have a fajita or something like that. We, we're proud of all the food. That's why it's all still on the menu. And we've tweaked it over the last 10 years and we've, we don't tweak it anymore. It is what it is now. We've, we've reached that point where we're very, very happy with our food here. So the colour scheme's changed, but the food is still as good as it always has been. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we hope so anyway. The customers will tell you that. And I think I think the reviews we're getting is just flattering. We're, we're very, you know, flattered that people would say really nice things. I would like to pay tribute to our designer, if I'm allowed to do that. Anthony from Magic Box Media. He's done a fantastic job. We're very grateful to him because this new look is largely down to him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and recently, uh, Ryan Stanick has been doing our social media. He's done a great job. We've used him in the past and he's come back again. He said, look, you're going to open soon. Why don't we do something and, and really push it out there? And he's done a fantastic job. Ian said the icing on the cake would be lowering the VAT to 15 or 17%. Well, this week, Dishy Rish <laughs> did say he was going to offer some significant help to the hospitality industry. We'll talk more about that a bit later on with a local hotel owner. So everybody's going to get 50% off Monday to Wednesday in restaurants and hospitality and hotels and theme parks. My booking systems on my computer have not stopped i'm like right we are booking everything because of course that's summer holidays as well so you've got to get on and book them yeah. you know what i mean they will have gone crazy for that this week and after months and months of having to cook and having to eat in all of a sudden you're going to be spoiled for choice for affordable dining out for three days a for week three days a week <laughs> where do i sign <laughs> I'm booking Poulton's Park, I am booking Legoland, I've booked pubs, I've booked restaurants, everything, I'm across this. This is brilliant news. <laughs> and if it wasn't for lockdown, we'd have another big draw here in the South over the summer, which is, of course, cricket at the Aegeus Bowl. And it took centre stage this week with the start of the first test against West Indies. And it's the perfect venue, really, for lockdown cricket, because there's only one way in and out of the site, mm -hmm. isn't there? Yes, you'll know that if you've ever got stuck in traffic <laughs> there. And you've got the hotel on site as well. So essentially, both teams can arrive, check into the hotel, never have to leave that entrance throughout the duration. That's what they've been doing. Um, I know that, uh, I can't remember her name, but one of the commentators, she is already there at the Hilton Aegeus Bowl and she had a pigeon fly into her hotel room. She had the French doors open on the balcony. She had a pigeon fly in. Most watched video of hers. <laughs> and of course, it's only a short walk for us, but we can't go. 
Oh, yes. Hampshire's a good choice as well because we receive proportionately more sunshine in this county than any other county in England, although clearly not on the first day where (laughs) we had drizzle and grey skies and very little action at all. So it's good we've had this positive news about the hospitality industry with the school holidays approaching. Yeah, but a little bit of bad news this week. If you've ever been to the trampoline park Oxygen uh, down by the range and KFC and all of that, it's a bit bad news because they have shut and they've closed permanently. Now that was always my go-to for burning off a bit of energy. No, not mine, not mine. I mean, my my (laughs) seven-year-old daughters, you know. So if the kids were ever a little bit too fraught, take them down the trampoline place. They can run around for an hour and, but it's not going to reopen. I'm afraid. All those socks that I've had to buy over the years, they'll become limited edition now. (laughs) Stick them on eBay, Simon. (laughs) A piece of Southampton history. But the parks have opened this week. I know Super Saturday, everybody concentrated on the pubs, but the play parks reopening was a lifeline for parents. It really was. And so we went to Itchin Valley Country Park on Saturday afternoon. And actually, there was a few people around, but it wasn't busy, busy. But there was still a chorus of mummy 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 look at me mummy 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 when you hear that do you instantly look around even if you know lois is with you because i know that some mums when they hear a baby cry it's that instinctive thing do you get that when you hear a child shouting mummy even though you know yours isn't with you no i run as fast as i can whoever it is <laughs> <laughs> i do wonder about that though so, so my my dad has run the london marathon quite a few times times yeah and of course i don't call him anything other than dad but if you are watching a race with thirty thousand people in it <laughs> where fifteen thousand of them are probably dads it's a bit useless to shout as they come across tower bridge go on dad it's the only time i've ever had to use his name <laughs> <laughs> and i bet he felt like you were telling him off yeah. <laughs> go on key <laughs> Um, so I had a bit of um, a collision with a celebrity this week. Did you? Yes. So my holiday got cancelled. We were supposed to be going to Lanzarote at the end of this month and the holiday got cancelled and we didn't quite know what to do about it because you get different options. So you can rebook for another time this year. You can rebook for next year, but the prices are like £1,000 more um, or you can have a refund and all that stuff and just didn't know what to do. So I did the only thing you should do and can do and that is ring Martin Lewis on Five Live (laughs) and ask him the question. And what did he say? He said, it's not a silly idea to rebook for August. By that, I think he was just politely saying, probably don't. Uh, so so anyway, it's all come to pass and we've, we're just taking a refund. But thanks, Martin. And I did tell him I loved him at the end of the conversation. Oh, I'm sure he loved that. Yeah, but he's taken out a restraining order now. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, we did a birthday party for a guy a couple of years ago. And as part of the planning for it, we got loads of famous people to do video messages. You know how you'd have video messages from people who couldn't attend. There'd be Trevor's brother in Australia, short video message from him. Then there'd be Rick Astley. Oh! Then there'd be another family member who couldn't go. Then there'd be Jason Donovan. Amazing. And we contacted Martin Lewis and he was bang on for it. Oh. He was brilliant. Sent us a video message. <laughs> so Martin Lewis is one of my favourite celebrities for that 
reason alone. He's just ace, isn't he? Whatever he says, that's it in my world. And someone else who had a celebrity experience this week of sorts is Hilarious. Paul Dewey. Why? Who did he meet? Well, he met you <laughs> for the second time. Because you know how I always joke about how everyone has a Zoe story? Yeah. There we were sitting outside Starbucks Hedge End when all of a sudden this guy comes over and says, you're Zoe. <laughs> off of Zoe's and Gillies, aren't you? Yeah. And the story that he had wasn't just a small story. It involved handcuffs, a night out, and you missing work the next day. <laughs> it's all true. It's all true. So when I used to be on Power FM with Gillies, yeah. we had such a laugh and we just used to organise these bizarre nights out and this was down at 90 degrees in Bedford Place everybody that was there and there was about 30 of us we were all handcuffed to each other so if one of us wanted to go to the bar you had to take everybody with you if you wanted to go to the loo you had to take everybody with you and it was just a crazy night and then when we undid all the handcuffs apparently me and Gillies and Paul carried on drinking and went to other establishments and then Gillies and I were late for work in the morning what can I say when you say late for work skipped the day <laughs> was what I was told but it just further enforced the fact that everybody has a Zoe story when we're going out Simon when we're going out uh, I don't think I could ever survive a night out with you <laughs> but anyway Paul thank you very much for coming over and saying hello uh, I know he's been listening to the back episodes of this podcast and if you're listening now Paul thank you and pass it on pass it on if you're enjoying this podcast please pass it on to your mates yeah, yeah. send it to your mates get them to listen as well we need all these listens and if you've got a Zoe story oh. or you've just got something you'd like to share with us please head to our website we are the so so show.co.uk plus we're on all the social medias as well and we'll be back with another slice of Southampton life next week wherever you get your podcast from have a great week Zoe and you Simon